Welcome to So You Think That Was Good, Do You? A podcast where we take a look back at the films from your childhood and question the absurdity of their universes. My name is Evan and I'm joined here this week by Sam and Carl. Boys, are we 30? Are we 30? <laughs> I've written 30 <laughs> twice. That's why I said flirty. Are we 30, flirty and thriving? Oh my God. Oh, fucking hell. I, we've already said this before the pod, I don't remember the last time I thrived. I couldn't pinpoint a time in my life that I'd describe as thriving. <laughs> Certainly not now. That's all I know. I've blocked out a lot. Maybe at some point I was, but I just know I'm not now. <laughs> yeah. I do worry I've aged before my time and that flirty feels feels way back oh, yeah. fl- at this age. That's I don't think effort, I isn't it? ever was. It would only come off as creepy. I can't even be nice <laughs> because it comes off as creepy, so I've got to adopt a horrible, mean attitude. You are a rather gangly man. Yeah. Oh, you can't see me either. God, voice alone is horrible. <laughs> but if you see me gangling down the corridor like a Victorian spectre, yeah, you'd be terrified. <laughs> Can I buy you a drink? <laughs> <laughs> This week, we watched 13 Going on 30, which was a recommendation from Florence, a listener of the pod and fiancé of Johnny, who was meant to be here. But due to numerous technical difficulties, he dropped out. So now we must bear the burden of this movie. Yeah. Johnny, the one that had notes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Johnny's oh, hello. back. Johnny is back. A wild Johnny has appeared. <laughs> the Welcome surprise back. edition at the last minute. <laughs> yeah. One out of the four of us is thriving. See if you can guess which one. <laughs> Tell you what isn't thriving, my audio on my laptop, but I think I've fixed it. Perfect. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, Johnny, you think that was yeah. good, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we're not there no. yet. You've only just started. No. You're still doing the how you doing, boys. I'm so boys. impressed that you stayed around, tried to fix it, and then rejoined. If that was me, I would be yeah. doing something else by now. <laughs> Guilt-free. Ev would be three beers deep by this point. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been in snow day mode. Oh, I don't have to go to school today. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Johnny just trudged his way through a blizzard <laughs> to, to come this. to school. <laughs> and now everyone else has got to come in. We have to do this yeah. now. Johnny is hanging out with a dinner lady. He's the kid who says at the beginning of the class, but what about the homework, miss? Fuck you. You know we didn't do it. (laughs) Even the teacher's like, oh, fuck you. You know I didn't mark it. (laughs) Well, come back in then. This week we watched 13 Going On 30, 2004, starring a crazy cast in this. So we had Jennifer Garner, Mark Ruffalo, who I always forget was in films at this point and did not just join in 2012 with the Avengers. Andy Serkis is in this movie. Somehow, absolutely crazy. And also, for you, Sam, I'm sure you noticed Judy Greer, who is Arrested Development alum. And I did. uh, Archer, isn't she? She's the voice of Carol. That explains a little bit more of why I'm attracted to Carol, but other reasons too. (laughs) Great actor. Yeah, she's brilliant. She's in the the rebooted Halloween films as well. She's quite good in those, even though the second two are trash. Yeah, and I want to say, I mean, straight out of the gates... This is the second best film I've ever seen with both Mark Ruffalo and Brie Larson. Brie? Wait, what was the... Oh, Avengers. Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't have noticed it unless you two had mentioned it in the chat, but Brie Larson is... uh, Pops up at the 
at the stars. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was her, but then Googled and confirmed it was. But her character's name was literally, what were they called? The six... The, yeah, they were six called chicks. The, the, the Six Chicks six Number chicks. Three. That six was their character's name. Yeah, sounds like a chicken shop. <laughs> it does. They, they opened up next to Five Guys. They didn't quite <laughs> succeed as well. <laughs> well, before we get started, please leave us a five star review wherever you're listening. It would really help people oh, <laughs> find the pod. There's no way people stick around to the end, so I've got to front load them now. They don't stick around till now. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have. Not knowing Johnny wasn't here. Oh, it's just those yeah. two. Here comes the plot synop for 13 going on 30. A girl who's sick of the social structures of junior school is transformed into a grown-up overnight. In this feel-good fairy tale, teenager Jenna wants a boyfriend, and when she's unable to find one, she fantasises about being a well-adjusted adult. Suddenly, her secret desire becomes a reality, and she is transformed into a 30-year-old. But adulthood, with its own set of male-female challenges, isn't as easy as it looks. I'm going to pounce on one word there. Go on. Well-adjusted. That's one word, well-adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> There's a hyphen, right? Yeah, there was a hyphen. I mean, she's not. She's the worst person to ever adult. Everything yeah. going on in her. She's an awful human being. There's nothing well-adjusted about her. She only seems to be sleeping with married men whilst fucking over everyone at work and also selling secrets to the competition of her magazine. She's the worst person ever. Is that just unethical or is that illegal? Because I feel like it's illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. illegal. It's corporate espionage. Espionage. Holy fuck. (laughs) That seems like a pretty big term to use for for this cosmopolitan ripoff. She sold J-Lo's 10 best secrets. (laughs) Okay. What I love is that one of J-Lo's 10 secrets must have been, I'm sleeping with Jennifer Garner's husband. (laughs) Ben Affleck? Ben Affleck. Nice. Great pop culture trivia. Let's bloody jump into this movie. I feel so much more at ease now Johnny is back. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I said I had notes, which you all seemed relieved about, so... Oh, yes. (laughs) Hey, why don't you start them, buddy? (laughs) Well, move it, Dorcas, because we've got a film to start. That's what the first line is, and I thought that was stupid. (laughs) Dorcas. Is that everything, or was that just made? So, I mean, this is set... The the initial part is set in at some point in the 80s. I didn't do the maths. I mean, I'll do the maths for you. When it popped up saying 1987, I think it's set then. (laughs) Oh, okay. Once again, I was not paying attention to this film. (laughs) Did you watch this at a different speed, by the way, Sam? We didn't set it on just normal speed. At normal one-time speed. (laughs) So we're on equal ground this week. (laughs) In theory. I just refuse to read anything that came up on screen this week. (laughs) I'm not here to read. (laughs) Well, I suppose we can start by explaining what kind of character Jenna is as a girl. So she is an outcast, obviously. She has to be for this film to work. And it's all set up by wanting these popular chicks, the six chicks, to come to her party. She promises to do... At the time, I'm sure she promises to do a report for each of them. That's why they'll all come. But we find out it's just for the main one, Lucy. Yeah. The worst deal of all time. They come to the party, they spend all of two minutes there. We're introduced to Mark Ruffalo as a kid then, who's Matt. Oh, yes. Yes. Excellent. Let's get all these out the way now. Thank you. (laughs) And he's like, you can tell he's fawning over her, but there's no interest back. She's interested in like the jock of the school. 
basically, this is what the rest of the story is about. It's about her learning that the real love of her life was her best mate all along. Yeah. Her character at the start, she's an unwilling outcast, I would say. She's so desperate to be one of the popular kids that I don't really know why this guy is so obsessed with her. She's, she's just an absolute door. wanker. Yeah, she's awful to everyone who is nice to her at the start of this Horrible movie. Horrible person. Her, her parents, Matt, and then she'll fast forward to 30, where everyone's a bitch, and we're meant to believe that she's incapable of understanding why everyone's so awful, because she's so nice all the time. <laughs> so you were just doing this to everyone. Yeah, you were just living this lifestyle, and now suddenly you've done a 180. But be- I mean, before we get to that point, so yeah, Matt falling over her makes her this... Dream house. Oh, insane. Insane. Mm. First of all, this is the work of a serial killer. Yes. Isn't there a horror movie, though, where this happens? Where someone makes models (laughs) of... I'm sure there is. Yeah, yes. Um... Oh, God, it's not going to come to me, but yeah. Yeah. That that did happen. He has a model house that he's made with her in the bath. Where I'm pretty certain behind the model of her in the bath is an actual cut of human hair. (laughs) (laughs) I took it well, while you slept. <laughs> yeah. Matt puts he, he puts her in the bath and he puts her favorite in, in the dream house just her favorite artist on the sofa. Rick Springfield. And then in his fantasy, he casts himself as the cut. Yes! Who's yes! The cut. yes! <laughs> <laughs> what is going on in this kid's head? In in this fantasy, he's decided your favorite star's here, and I'm just there to cock block him. Exactly. <laughs> It's pretty much his words. I'm just there to make sure he doesn't try anything. Yeah, but he's there mm. with a the camera still, which makes it a bit weirder. <laughs> yeah. He's got a camera hung around his little paper neck. Fucking creep. And a baseball bat. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. he's going to be interested in that 13-year-old girl. Well, you never know, actually, well, in yeah. entertainment, mm. do you? Yeah. That is not out of the rules in this movie, apparently. <laughs> no. <laughs> anything goes. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, he also, for some reason, so the plot can happen, gets her a little pouch of magic sparkles. I'd love to touch on that. (laughs) Please do. What a departure from the other ways that these scenarios have occurred in the other two New Year, New You movies we've watched. So in Friggy Friday, obviously we had the Chinese curse. And then in Big, it was the wizard. And then this, it was wishing dust. It was called, well, it wasn't a wizard. It was a a game. Which is possessed by a demon. Yeah, Zoltar, sorry. (laughs) But the the thing that was majorly lacking in this, even though that was super underwhelming, is there was no uncomfortable stereotype uh, based on a non-American cuisine restaurant. We had the (laughs) really Chinese restaurant in Friggy Friday. In Big, we had Italians throwing raw dough into each other's mouths. And this was completely (laughs) lacking of any of that. Wishing dust. What the fuck is that? Yeah, just dust. commercially available <laughs> yeah. packet of dust. Magic dust. <laughs> Think of all those wishes that have come. Kids true are getting their wishes the all the time. Yeah. I mean, look, we're back to the gold, frankincense, and myrrh thing, where he's saying, "Look, I've got you two gifts. One of them is my own fantasy house, where I'll put you in the bath. The other one is the Your power magic. of a god." Yeah. <laughs> Think of anything. If only he'd used the wishing dust, he could have made that a reality. Rick Springfield would have been sat in the corner <laughs> carrying beneath his back. <laughs> Matt's there taking photos. Well, I'm sure a lifeless Jenna is in the bath upstairs with locks of her own hair behind her. 
But yeah, this does lead to her having her first of many mental breakdown. Yeah, oh, it's big. In the concert where she, <laughs> she's, she's quoting her favourite magazine or TV show, I can't remember, where she's saying, I just want to be 30, flirty and thriving. And she chants this as she bangs her head <laughs> like like Rain Man hitting himself in the head. She's fully cracked. Yeah, it's a very there's no place like home kind of vibe to that. Clicking your heels, is, wishing yeah. for a better place. But... If Dorothy was booting herself in the head over yeah. and over again. <laughs> well, isn't Wizards of Oz? Wizards of Oz, oh my god. The Wizard of Oz. And allegory. Didn't none of that actually happen? Yeah, that's a common thing in a lot of films like this. There's always this implication of, look, maybe this is all in their head. The thing I found interesting, and this is not the place to say this, is in last last week's episode in Big, we know that's not the case because he ran downstairs and almost got stabbed by his mum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess this does, not to jump too far ahead, it does sort of cycle back to that exact moment, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, it's not a surprise to anyone that, she, that the wish is undone. It would be a very cruel movie if at the end she's jobless, <laughs> boyfriendless, and trapped in the body of a 30-year-old. That's not the feel-good movie that that plot synopsis set up, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you notice out of the girls, what are they called? The six chicks. There was one girl that stood out a little bit more than the others. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how Hang to on. politely are put you... this. <laughs> this is exactly what Sam was talking about before don't we were talking about. I, Sam I was never talking about this. Sam didn't notice a thing. <laughs> An imposter. Where I think, I think someone described her as, as if Hagrid was looming over the kids going to Hogwarts. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, she was a. I'm sure she's a very normal looking adult now, but. No as one a child, is telling her she cannot be in the six. <laughs> no! She, she met a group Not of girls dead. called the five and went, no. With a six. I'll grind your bones to make my bread. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this poor girl. I hope she's not our only listener. Her, her name is Megan Lusk, if you want to know. We'll message her and apologise straight after. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sure you're a lovely looking adult, but as a child, I think even... With you a middle know. name like fee fi fo Firm, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Moving swiftly on. She also gets seven minutes in heaven as well, which we didn't we didn't touch on which is the game that they're all going to play, which apparently is just a normal American thing mm. where they just go into a cupboard and get... Yeah, it's uh, described as you can do whatever you want. Yeah, a guy gets to go into a cupboard with you and he gets to do whatever whatever he wants. Yeah. Verbatim. What the fuck is that all about? That is so That's also up. not the game. The game no. is you go in and you kiss. Yeah. Not that I ever played it, obviously, as you can all tell from my description of me as a Victorian spectre earlier. But aware of the game, I was in a room where other people played it, and it is not just a do what you want to be. At parties, we will usually send Evan into a closet. <laughs> Lock it Well, that's where him. I come out of. That's where I lived. <laughs> a ghostly apparition. Fuck off. Leave my joggy alone. He's a good boy. I have the idea that for the listeners, Evan is this mythical creature that's kind of like um, Noel Fielding's character in the IT crowd. (laughs) (laughs) His pale apparition that just sometimes comes out the closet. (laughs) 
to record <laughs> and we bundle him back in. <laughs> but then, yes, coming back to the mental breakdown and all of that. Okay, so in the plot up, it mentioned she's transformed into a 30-year-old. Mm. Yeah. Mm, kind of. She's also shot forward into her 30-year-old self. Yeah, it's, yes. it's not big where he goes to bed. It's literally she's sat in a closet and then suddenly she wakes up. After yeah. Banging her head maybe a little bit too hard. <laughs> As her 30-year-old self. And this, I mean, not to get ahead of myself, this raises far too many questions for us to ever... Yeah. get into but the main one being what happened to the woman that went to sleep as the night before as a 30 year old is she dead now is the other version of herself that had lived on autopilot for 17 years now dead does it diverge into two separate parallel stories don't where... tell me there's a 13 going on 30 <laughs> multiverse <laughs> well it would just be her continuing her life as a bitch but yeah then... I don't know how that would work because those things still happened in in time. I don't know enough about time <laughs> to do this. But for both of these things to have happened, that which they did physically happen, you yeah. couldn't just erase that. So there would have to be two separate timelines of things happening. So that woman still exists in each. In the other timeline, she sat smashing her head against the drawer and then just <laughs> came out of the cupboard <laughs> and went about her life. Well... <laughs> Let's go and apologise to Mark Ruffalo. By that logic, there's also one where she stayed trapped in her 30-year-old body and had to continue living out her life. (laughs) Which is so sad. (laughs) But deserved, as we'll get to. I I felt that at the end. So obviously she does get put back into her body and then uh, she immediately jumps on Matt and they live happily ever after. But in the universe where she she (laughs) jumps into a three-year-old body, Matt has a fiancé. So I felt really bad for wherever that woman is now having no life because it's been stolen from her. But mind you, she stole it from her in this timeline too. Timeline. This is a (laughs) 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 rom-com. While uh, we're on this, this is a good point to, again, sort of connect it to the other movies we've watched, because there are so many similarities. But because she's missing these 17 years, there is a more alarming similarity between them. So in Friggy Friday, well, in all the films, there is a sort of predatory sexual experience. Uh, We touched on it a lot in Big. In Friggy Friday, obviously, it's Chad Michael Murray hanging around the school when he's definitely not a student. In Big... (laughs) It's the statutory rape. Not hard to miss that one. <laughs> and in this one, there is There's so much in there. 17 years where young Jenna wasn't in control of her body. She suddenly is in control of her body then. So what about all those sexual experiences she could not have given consent for? Are we really oh. going to get into multiverse consent? Well, this is just the one <laughs> she's in. This is Jenna waking up 17 years later... Having I'm Who guessing, knows? just banged her boyfriend the night before exactly. he was naked. She's dripping still. Oh, <laughs> oh God. It's <laughs> okay, she's know. 30 now. <laughs> she's she? always been 30. <laughs> well, You're her body's right. 30. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> well, th- this is the movie where she then decides to hit on a 13-year-old boy Ooh, whilst yeah. now 30. Didn't see that in Big. They weren't brave enough to do that one in Big, were they? She <laughs> wanted to be 30. And flirty and thriving. <laughs> Tom Hanks' character wanted to be old enough to get with that girl who was 14, 15. No, he wanted the... to be two inches taller. He <laughs> yeah. became a 30-year-old man. <laughs> and the old monkey paw was like, well, technically you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can ride, but, can't you? 
<laughs> could have could have transformed him into that girl. Yeah, she got so, to be thirty and was just like, yeah, thirteen year old boy still for me, I think. So I said to Floss about this. I was like, just because you're thirteen doesn't mean that. When I was thirteen, right, you go out with thirteen year olds because they're the only people who are attainable for you at that age. You fancy Kate Beckinsale? Oh, sure. Well, I did anyway. Yeah. Right. So she's she fancied this other guy, the the musician dude, right? But yet she's still trying to hook up with thirteen year old boys. She's a thirty year old now. She can just go for the people that she wants, and she's Jennifer Garner. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very confused joke, and it comes way too late in the movie after she's already kind of accepted that she's an adult by now. Like she's doing other adult yeah. stuff. She's out drinking at a bar with a mate. She just had a successful work party the night before where she's killing yeah. it. And then the joke is, she's, her mate Lucy is like, there's a guy looking at you across the bar. She walks over to him, but then approaches the 13-year-old. And mm. it's just very out of place by this point, where it was trying to be funny, but it's, it's actually sinister. And I don't want to keep on touching <laughs> on this for all these movies, but if this was a man and that was a 13-year-old girl, different story. Not yeah. funny. Well, this is what we actually Your friend wouldn't brush get. that off as, oh, you've had a drink. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, look what you're doing again. <laughs> but this is basically what we get because uh, we are jumping pretty That's far funny. ahead. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because with her and Mark Ruffalo, or Matt, the first thing she says to him, she's insistent that she's 13 years old. She tells him this up front. Yeah. Mm. She clearly explains the situation to him. He still gets with her. He doesn't mind, no. He's not bothered. Either he thinks that she's, she's mentally ill or he thinks that she's 13. Exactly. <laughs> We're meant to think this is proof they belong together. Like soulmates or something. But it, it is just guy gets do-over with his high school crush. Because even if he got to be with her and ended up together in their 30s, she still wouldn't be this person because she'd have... 17 more years of life yeah. experience. Mm. Yeah. The yeah. personality of a 13-year-old that he's attractive to, which is concerning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She said that he is the sweetest guy she's ever known. He's absolutely not. He's cheating on his fiance with someone with the mental age of a 13-year-old. He's not the sweetest guy you know. He's still downstairs and he's still imagining you in the bathtub. <laughs> They're both pretty awful people who remain Horrible. awful because... At some point, she's like discovers to her horror that horrible cunty bitchy her has been shagging a married guy, her friend's husband, and she's disgusted in herself, and then is instantly just trying to steal someone else's fiance. Yeah, exactly. like, no, no, this is okay because I know him, and also she's got a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I forget that she had a boyfriend. <laughs> what happened to that guy? There's a woman who is hitting on thirteen-year-old boys. Having slumber parties with children whilst knowing the exact dance routine to Thriller. I think we all know who her hero is and it's a problem. <laughs> it's staring you right in the face, isn't it, really? Jesus. What is the director trying to say? She's also uh, in her pictures in her office. Did anyone see who was in those pictures? Obviously, Madonna was... The one oh, at the end. Bit of Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani. Rudy that Giuliani. one probably seemed good in 2003. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's the mayor of New York. Wasn't yeah, he? he was the mayor of New York and, through 9 11. Yeah, and then he so was, he was a hero. lawyer and then he tried to. And now he's <laughs> dripping oil thing. out of his fucking head and mm. <laughs> in court every other week for something or other. Bit of yeah. fraud, bit of insurrection. 
Yeah, it's fallen from grace somewhat. It's not quite the photographic... Uh, <laughs> it's not thing. the entourage you want on your yeah, walls. No, the photographic <laughs> thing. What? <laughs> yeah. The the dance routine, the thriller dance routine, since we mentioned it. I mean, obviously, it's in there because they wanted a musical bit. But I was sitting through it, and even with all that kind of knowing all of that, I was just like, but how is this helping the magazine? At a work party, yeah. Uh, it isn't. <laughs> I love that in this universe, every white person has the thriller dance routine just stored in the back of their head for this moment. Absolutely. I did think that. it Was that the thing? Because this is, I mean, we would have been fairly young at this point. Too young to sort of, I don't know, actually, we would have been... 10, I would have been. 10 or 11, yeah. So maybe we would if we were very cool. <laughs> Or not so, as the case may be. But like, did people just know that dance? Was that a bit like uh, Soldier Boy? Ever known a dance? But um, these are '80s kids. This did remind me of all those like parties you'd be dragged to, family parties, like, like fucking working men's clubs, and everyone would turn up and they'd have cha cha slide and fucking macarena on, and they'd all make everybody oh, dance. Everyone, I everyone always knows them. all yeah. those dances. I had one dance at those events, and it was run and slide on your knees. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. it. It's, it's the Turn school it disco kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's like you're at a kind of executive's very high class party in the center of New York. Yeah, it's Wall like put in the fucking macarena on. So come on. <laughs> yeah, this is Freaky Fridays TV interview all over again. In that this should it be is. a fucking disaster. <laughs> she should have been. She should have been stood in the center of a bunch of up their own ass, adults who just watch her do the thriller dance by herself and then she leaves in embarrassment but it's a one and a half hour long movie so things can't go wrong no. it always yeah. has to work out the message always has to be all we need is a bit of childhood innocence <laughs> and that will save the day nothing does go wrong for a long time arguably at all because it wouldn't exactly have been a happier ending if that guy had left his fiance jilted her at the wedding so there's there's not really any conflict to resolve i'd say about three quarters of the film in she's perfectly happy she hasn't spent a minute trying to think how do i get back to oh no 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 13 year old that's where this differs to big yeah she's loving life until the guy that she wants to cheat on his fiance doesn't want to cheat on his fiance then (laughs) boo-hoo Woe is me. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like the perfect writing experience because you can make as many conflicts as you like, as many put as many blockades in your way as you want because you know once you get to the end, you're just like, oh, well, she gets to do it all over again. So none of those things mattered. So you don't actually have to write anything good. Like this is the perfect movie for a first-time writer. Yeah, she doesn't have to learn a lesson or she doesn't no. learn a lesson. No. The only no. issue she has is that the person who operated her body for 17 years did a lot of bad things and therefore she can't fix them. But that's yeah. not a lesson she's learned about herself. That was Because she would have stayed person. 30 if it wasn't for that, Exactly, I guess. But neither does she try to fix them. Like, the, the woman she fucked the husband of, the assistant she was mean to, I know she was less mean to her, but she didn't make anything up to her. She just started being she's, nice. She's still she pretty needed disrespectful. A, she needed an adult. <laughs> she needed a chaperone. I don't think this. Ca- I don't think it counts as turning things around with her. She just no. didn't know what was happening because now she had to do a job. <laughs> yeah, the assistant yeah. as well. There's a. There's a. I mean, first of all, she was very. She was pr- still pretty mean to the assistant. She was throwing shit at her and demanding stuff. But there's a. There's a scene about halfway through where the assistant catches her after a meeting and says, "Here, I've got your urgent messages for you." And she starts reading them out, and they're all just 
measurable death threats. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's your job to filter these. Right? <laughs> why did you still think that she needed to see them? Well, I wonder what was fucking mean to you. Is, yeah. is it urgent well, if it's just a statement? <laughs> it's not like you've got to get back to them, is it? <laughs> no. What were the messages you filtered out? Oh, just work stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just, just a another meeting with Rudy. It's, fine. it's a good job no one really expects anything from her at her workplace because for the majority of her being a third year old she just fuck all at that company until the big redesign at the end like it's a good job andy circus who plays her boss likes her also what mm. i'm on him what an insane <laughs> look in this movie yeah. that jet black hair and beard he looks like he just walked off the set of Bo Selector <laughs> that pencil thin goatee yeah. wow I've what always been amazed dude. by these goatees you don't see them anymore where they're no. pencil thin they cannot be real I refuse to believe their hair I think they're drawn on <laughs> must be oh yeah no yeah. one can shave hair that thin it must be really difficult you must grow like a really thick beard in order to be able to grow a, an actual line of hair that defines. I bet it was like a stencil you had to put on your face and then you shaved around it. <laughs> it's, it, it it's got to be topped up with a bit of mascara or something. Got yeah. To be, yeah. The, old, the old chocolate forest mustache. <laughs> We've all been there when you've started shaving and you've taken a little bit too much off one side. So you do a bit on the other side and you get a little bit too much there. But once you get to the pencil line, you take it off. Just, just, yeah. get, just get rid of it. Go in baby face. Started doing what? <laughs> Shaving. Look, this is a great visual gag, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> the bit where they're dancing to Thriller as well, she's in there on her own really... Well, Floss first said, firstly said that um, I'm going to love this bit, so I knew almost certainly I was going to hate it. But if someone I hadn't seen for 17 years who was clearly in the middle of a mental breakdown asked me to dance to Thriller in the room full of people... I would absolutely say no. Not only would I refuse, I would make a point of never talking to them again. <laughs> I do think that knowing that this is your fiancé's movie taste, you should go full Mark Ruffalo, leave her, and just come kiss me. <laughs> you got to start acting like a 13-year-old Carl. Check me an oo-woo. Oo-woo? Just pretend I did that one. Back in the closet, Evan. <laughs> we only bring you out for the hello and welcome. You're going too far. Firstly, I love Mark Ruffalo. Love to see him yeah, in this movie. Secondly, when she turns up at his door, just after having found him to, to figure out what's going on, from his perspective, this is an amazing scene. Imagine someone from your school turning up at your door now, <laughs> but you've not spoken to since then, and asking you to help them because they don't remember anything. This movie, for me, would have gone exactly the same until you heard all those locks being undone, but it's me doing them up and then cut the fucking black. Because I don't want anything to do with you if you're sane. If you're telling me you can't remember 17 years, I cannot help you. <laughs> I'm not a psychiatrist and I haven't known you. I will call social services. That is as far as I'm going. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But this is the guy who made a dream house. He's seen his opportunity. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's been waiting for this. He kept he waste a minute. the house as well. At the end, he pulls it out to give it to her again. Fucking insane behaviour. I'm sure he pulled it off a pile of other houses he'd created from women he'd passed in the street. Someone had to comb the hair. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> I gave her a little wash in the bath. 
<laughs> Give Rick Springfield a bop on the head. Stay there, Rick. <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself, Ricky boy. He's <laughs> fucking crunching her paper model up and then be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. <laughs> we'll make you pretty again. Why is he the focus of this? He was the most normal bloke in this Mate, movie. Just a well-adjusted the- <laughs> adult. He was the Baffling. only one when they were doing that thriller dance to have this little subconscious part of him check him and he's like, yeah, what actually, this is mental. I'm getting the fuck out of it. Yeah. <laughs> you touched on the redesign that yes. she's had of this magazine and said it's like the only useful thing she does. And it's not. it's nothing. It's the most nothing presentation that anyone's ever done. I mean, I, I still don't know what the redesign idea was. She I don't really. Nor do I. does a week of taking photos that are sort of like a yearbook and yeah. shows them to a group of people going, sometimes we just need to show life or something, and everyone claps. And I still don't know how a fashion magazine takes yeah. that approach. I think it's about focusing on like normal people as opposed to celebrity. But I said this to Floss, I was like, people don't want to read about normal people because that's not a blanket thing for everyone. She disputed this because she loves this film. But I'm still here. If... I'm available. <laughs> but... <laughs> but, but the whole thing that about celebrity magazines, I'm guessing, is that because it's so disconnected from everyone that it's almost relatable, right? So if it's you're honing in on something really specific like someone's yearbook i don't i don't i see that's what i didn't really get it but if it's like super specific it's just not going to be successful she tries to sell it as she's like people don't want to see celebrities they want to see their brother and their aunt (laughs) it's like bitch that's not their brother (laughs) how big is this magazine going to be how many thousands of pages of pictures are you going to have to have what's everyone wearing Every day. And also, I don't want to see everyday people's fashion. I'm currently considering buying a Bovril-themed jumper. Oh, nice. People don't need to see what I'm going to wear. Also, that is the way she pitches it, which is it about being real people. It, like She says it's like your big sister, your next-door neighbour, real women. But then she shows the pictures, and it's all children. It's playing on what you said, yeah. Paul. It's like the director forgot not to write her as a paedophile. Because the scene before this, she had that sleepover, which is insane. I know she was kind of friends with that girl in her building. But imagine walking into your kid's room in the morning, handing out the pancakes. There's all those kids there. And then there's a person your age sat with them. Mad. <laughs> Don't worry, I've just been telling them about boys. Get it. I haven't made enough pancakes. Just been telling about this married man that I I fucked last night. 30-year-old woman and Lurch, get out of here. Just the five of them. (laughs) Why aren't their parents concerned? There's not enough concern in this. Why isn't everyone in the board meeting concerned that she's spent a week taking photos of children for their adult modelling magazine? Evan, love is a battlefield. (laughs) I forgot she said that. It's deep, man. Love is a battlefield. Although I do love that Love song. is a battlefield. The whole point is she's quoting an 80s song that she oh, loved as a kid. Yeah. I didn't know that. They did a whole sing song. I can't see it. all of the fucking movie. Evan watched in two times speed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like something that needs to be mentioned. What did we uh, 
What do we think of Jennifer Garner's performance as a 13-year-old? I'm waiting for you to be like, you're a dumbass, Evan. But I thought it was quite convincing. I thought it was pretty good. Like, she played it kind of innocent and annoying, for sure. But, like, I felt like she wasn't an adult. Yeah, Yeah, it felt like... There were points where it felt like she was channeling a six-year-old. There's a point where she's, I guess, supposed to look like she's wearing heels for the first time and therefore can't bend her knees. That's (laughs) not how. I'm, I'm... I'm surprised at the positivity here. I'm going to go against the grain. She started up. I mean, maybe this is, maybe I was, uh, my opinion was tainted by the first scene that she's in because she acts like a chimpanzee. <laughs> she's kind of <laughs> oh. falling all over everything and arching her back all weird and smushing her face up. Oh yeah, there is an element at the very start where it's like, I've never been in a human body before. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. She just folds herself over in a chair. The whole point is that she has to do things so that she misses the fact there's a naked man walking around the house. But the things she does in order to be distracted are not human. No, is have like bones made of jelly. (laughs) (laughs) So the first, yeah, that's her at first. Jelly legs Garner. Jelly bones Garner, yeah. (laughs) And there's the name of the YouTube video when it goes out. And then after that, and maybe you'll disagree with this, after this, she just kind of turned into a bit of a Mormon. Like she was just scared of penises and very smiley and nice to everyone. Did you want it to go the other way, Sam? (laughs) She just turned into a fucking cock-hungry maniac. It's not like 13-year-old her who's a... Get in this cupboard, baby. Utter bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thirteen-year-old her is horrible to everyone. She knew how to bend her knees. God, shit. I might need that in. <laughs> Just for the people who aren't watching the cameras, <laughs> all three of us recoiled away from our <laughs> microphones then. <laughs> Evans sat there proudly. Well, we're talking about things that made us recoil. When her boyfriend, who yeah doesn't get any sort of story, is dancing for her in his white underpants, Horrid. was anyone oh. quite surprised how much dick you could see for Mate. what is, I assume, a PG? I movie? believe that's called a frog eye. <laughs> <laughs> is that what that is? I've not heard that term. Apparently so. That's the male equivalent of a camel toe, is it? <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty certain I could confirm that man was circumcised. (laughs) (laughs) Too much dick. (laughs) There's a a bit that I'd like to go back to. It's when she's... I can't think when it is in the film, but she's walking through the park and she's just got an ice cream and there's a man with some dogs. There's four dogs. And what she does is she just stops in the middle of this guy's walking path crouches down while he's just meant to be I'm guessing he's a dog walker and just feeds the ice cream to a fucking dog if that happened to me I was doing my job and some crazy woman came up and just fed my dog a fucking ice cream I would be be so so annoyed oh great I'm gonna clean up sick now am I (laughs) that's another one of the um, Sam was saying this almost chimp in the human body thing of I've never experienced life before. Yeah. No one in my prior 13 years said don't feed strangers dogs. And what that highlights is, something that's lacking from this movie, is just anyone who needs to take this woman aside and say, what are you doing? What is wrong with you? Like, even the people who know her, like, they comment on it, but nobody says, you are radically different to the person I know. Do you need to go home? 
Yeah, Why are you acting like ice section. cream didn't exist in 1987? <laughs> <laughs> You've had one before. I also want to talk about, just briefly, I want to talk about the antagonist of the film, Lucy. Or oh, Judy Greer. Tom Tom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who, yeah, is pitched to us as the bad guy. She's an arsehole. She's terrible. From her perspective, she's the protagonist. She's the hero. She finds out that Jenna... She finds out that Jenna was stealing, committing corporate espionage (laughs) and fucking over the company to destroy it. And she, you know, got revenge on her. Mm. Yeah, she just discovered that she's doing it and it's got her ahead. I might as well do it too to get me ahead. Yeah, she's okay. Maybe she's not, you know, perfect. She's better than... Yeah, well, yeah, well, the movie sets her up as being the bad guy the entire time, but it's not until the end we realise that she did nothing wrong, really, other than try to betray Jenna, but Jenna had been a bitch the entire... Totally justified. She'd been a bitch for 17 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's mainly, this is the bad guy because she was awful when she was 13 years old, like <laughs> lots of people yeah. were, really. Mm-hmm. But the main character has been awful for the last 17 years. Yeah. <laughs> but she's nice now. She's nice now. She's just going to go She's had a lobotomy a now, so it's fine. She's been nice the last two days. She tries to steal that lovely woman's fiancé, Matt, and then when she fails, she goes back in time and does it earlier. What a nice girl. Not only does she try and steal her fiancé, goes to the wedding venue, which I believe is the her parents' neighbour's house, and goes up while he's getting ready into his fucking wedding tux and says, I love you. Leave her. (laughs) And apparently that's the actions of a good, righteous person. He says no as well, but she is happy to go back and do it all over anyway. That was the opportunity, I guess, for him saying no and saying, no, I've moved forward in life and found someone, is the opportunity for her to learn some sort of lesson along the line of live with the consequences of your actions. And she just goes, no, I'll go back in time. (laughs) Reload from the last save. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that dialogue choice didn't work <laughs> Quick load Fuck I haven't saved for 17 years <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so we are at the end now mm. In this little ending sequence Of her getting with um, Getting with Matt that She comes out of the closet and they kiss And then cut back to 30 year old them getting married it took them 17 years to get married when they were so head over the hills without childhood sweethearts (laughs) yeah that just struck me as odd and did you notice that the house they're moving into is the one that matt built so she's not gonna live much longer anyway (laughs) she was only ever making it to 30 guys in the bath get in the bath jenna (laughs) you know where you live in this house He's just taking pictures of the musician who he has tied up on the sofa. And of her pruny skin. (laughs) It's perfect, isn't it, Jenna? (laughs) Just as in the model. (laughs) Stay there, Rip Springfield. Cut to a fucking cardboard cut out of him, lend against the sofa. (laughs) You're right, love is a battlefield. (laughs) Sam, I know you got those sweet bad reviews because you sent us one you couldn't use earlier. Yeah, not to clarify, not because it was like too edgy or anything, just because it was more weird than funny. (laughs) They're not amazing, to be honest, but let's go ahead with them. Two and a half stars, Avery Addison said, wait, 
So when she went back to being 13 again, she didn't warn anyone about 9-11. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a fair point. That's a fair fucking point. (laughs) She's walking around New York going, what happened to them? What happened to them? (laughs) I swear there was meant to be. (laughs) To be fair. I think if a 13-year-old girl was just shouting to everyone <laughs> in 17 years, oh sorry, in 15 years, planes are going to be flown into the Twin Towers. I don't think anyone would have believed her. She could have waited till she was 25 and still had a year to get some yeah. sort of traction going. Can we watch the planes, please? Let's have some kind of monitoring on flight schools. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, moving on, 0.5 stars from Edward87. In its own special way, I reckon this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, honestly, it's a unique type of bad I didn't actually think existed. She's 13, doesn't appreciate this dude, flashes forward to when she's 30, sees that he gets into shape, flashes back, and now decides they should hook up. So what's the message here? She doesn't learn anything other than the dorky kid will grow up to be Mark Ruffalo, and the cool kid will grow up to be an overweight cab driver. Guess that's it. That's the message. If you're going to kiss a guy, think about what he might look like in 17 years before he do, because he might get all yucky and poor. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we didn't touch on that, did we? That they decided to just randomly include right at the end the guy that she wanted when she was 13 and go, yeah, but... And his life turned out terribly because he drives a cab. What a loser. Because <laughs> he's, yeah, exactly. I think it's a pretty good job in New York. I believe isn't so. It? He's no photographer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all I got. It was just the two. Beautiful. Thank you very much. I enjoyed those. Well, that leads us to the question, boys. And Johnny, since by proxy you brought us this, <laughs> I'll ask you first. Uh, Johnny, so you think that was good, do you? Hmm. Now. I'm running a risk of being beaten later if I say it's too bad. But no, I honestly, I think if you cast aside all the horrible nonsense of it, it's quite a good like rom-com. If you it's ignore quite that it's sweet. shit, it's quite good. <laughs> if you ignore all the shit bits, it's it's all right. No, I, I still enjoyed it. I think that's, I, I didn't think it was bad to watch. It obviously has a lot of problems, but films like this generally do, so... I don't know. I enjoyed it. Let's put it like that. I think they didn't really have many things to say apart from the lessons, I guess, which we all know are common you know, lessons. Yeah. Don't be a dick, but also marry the person you're in love with at 13. Love is a battlefield. <laughs> Never grow up and you'll be successful. Only have close friends who are also 13. <laughs> Them's the rules. But yeah, that was all right. I thought it was fine. Sam. Oh, it's me next. Did I think this was good? No, I thought it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I did not enjoy I didn't enjoy watching it. But what if you take out all those shit bits? Is it good then? <laughs> <laughs> if you take out all the shit bits, then it's shorter at least. <laughs> Very short. Hang on, is this just because you watched it at normal speed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. This isn't one of those films that I looked back on and went, mm, actually in retrospect, looking back with a critical eye. No, I think it was shit while I watched it. <laughs> and we've compared it to Big. We've said it's the same as Big. I don't think it is. I think this is more more similar to A Christmas Carol in that she sees Christmas future and decides yeah, I won't do that then. (laughs) Yeah. Use that cheat code. That's, yeah, very, very good. Pal, what about you? It's, yeah, it's a bad, bad film. I'm I'm sorry, Johnny. (laughs) Even taking out 
the shit bits. It's bad. <laughs> I just I don't understand why it exists. There's no there's no arc for the character. Let's say she doesn't learn a lesson apart from that she doesn't want to suffer the consequences of someone else's actions. That being the her that was in charge of her body for seventeen years, or her own actions. Yeah, yeah, her, her own failure to steal someone else's man on his wedding day. But yeah, there's no like like in big. It's the don't try grow up too fast thing. But she was loving thirty. She got to reap the rewards of someone's just absolute cuntitude in getting her way to the top by firing and sleeping with whoever was needed. And she just got to spend all that money, go out partying, and was loving it. But then she didn't get one guy and just went, nah, not for me. I'll have a redo, please. Ev. I really fucking liked this. Yay! <laughs> I've never seen it what before. What a twist. The first time I heard about it was when it was recommended, but then you mentioned it in one of the previous episodes when we were going over similar films, Colin. You said how it was just her going forward in her body, and that intrigued me. And I had a really good time, mostly in comparison to how annoyed I was with Josh's, his wish in big, which was really non-specific. And this is what happens when you say 30, flirty, and thriving. You get a good fucking life. And it was a really enjoyable film. Yeah, I saw the bad bits, but because I don't feel like anything was expected from me to dig into any of those lessons or what should have been learned, because there were none, I had a really good time. Fucking done. When this finished, I was sad it was over. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, big fan. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Ben Affleck cheated on you, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> <laughs> she is a listener that as well, was right? That was J-Lo's 11th secret that the other <laughs> magazine knew. Well, that wraps up, boys. Thank you so much for joining me, and thank you all for listening. Thank you for this recommendation, Florence. Please do follow us over on Instagram and Twitter at so you think Pod. Follow us on YouTube where we're uploading our older episodes as videos. You did this bit. Yeah, I'm doing it again, baby. And fuck... What are we doing next week? We are doing Face Off next week Matrix. with John Travolta and Nicolas Cage. Our first Nicolas Cage movie, which is fucking what? mad. That, yeah. that is mad. Episode 86 will be our first Nicolas Cage. Oh my God, there's so many good, bad ones. Yeah. I've never seen Face Off, so I'm super excited oh, to go in knowing nothing about it. In my mind, that movie is they swap faces and that is it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> awesome, but I know what I'm in for. You just skipped all the shit, but... <laughs> well, that's what makes for a good movie. Yeah. Until next time, goodbye. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.